Oh, good day, everyone, and welcome to a late edition of Tuesday Night Live. It's actually Wednesday Night Live, unfortunately, but uh, good things come to those who wait, and uh, we're happy that you have waited, and thanks to everyone who's joined us. We won't keep you waiting any longer. Let's get straight into it, shall we? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live this Wednesday, the 30th of March. I hope you can all uh, hear us. I'm pretty sure I've pressed all the right buttons tonight. <laughs> and uh, at the moment, it's just me. Unfortunately, after my work commitment last night, um, Peter, unfortunately, has a, an engagement that he can't get out of tonight. But I do promise, I do promise that we have a favourite son returning for a cameo performance on Wednesday Night Live. Um, uh, JNM, repeat. Is everything all right there on YouTube? I think everything's all right on YouTube. I don't have anything coming through that shouldn't be. All right, very good. Must be you, JNM. Uh, no, uh, we, I won't reveal uh, who we've got coming on tonight, uh, but it is a favourite son of the podcast that we uh, haven't had on for ages. So uh, in Pete's absence, uh, we will have him on as soon as he rocks up, which hopefully is shortly. Um, in the meantime, uh, just a reminder that we have our showdown ticket giveaway. So if you are free and available this Friday night, you don't have a ticket to the showdown and you want to go to the showdown, please put your name in the, um, what should I put it in? Um, I'll just quickly make a channel, a channel called Tickets. Uh, hopefully everyone can see that. Uh, just doing some real quick renovations. Everyone can see it. Everyone can send messages. All good. All right. So if you are available tonight, uh, put your, uh, if you're available on Friday night and you want to go to the game, please put your name in the tickets, um, channel which you'll find on the left-hand side. If there's any problem accessing that tickets channel, just let me know. Uh, but I think I've just set that up. And we will be drawing uh, that uh, prize before the end of the cast. Um, we'll just be doing it by random number generator. So stick your name in there, and uh, we will be drawing it by the end of um, the cast. You reckon my voice is repeating on... I reckon that's just you, JNM, because everyone else seems to be all right on... YouTube, and I can't see any uh, repeating going on on my end. If other people apart from JNM can confirm on YouTube that my voice is fine, I'm pretty sure it's fine. 
Um, all right. So first of all, let me just get the uh, pleasantries out of the way. Don't forget, if you want to uh, support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash AFLcrowcast. We have some fantastic um, supporters on Patreon, and there is a little bit of additional content there available to those patrons. Uh, when we get player interviews, they get exclusive access, and there's a few other bits and pieces that will be going on during the year. Um, of course, uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube and you want to get around the chat, not only during the live streams but also during game day, uh, it's an excellent chat during game day. So get onto the Discord channel. Uh, the uh, uh, invitation links are everywhere in our Twitter profile on YouTube, everywhere. So um, get around that. And uh, of course, after the weekend, we haven't uh, we haven't got a lot to talk about that we haven't talked about with Mickey, uh, Nikki and Macker on the weekend, but we certainly do have a lot to talk about in terms of the showdown coming up this week. So don't forget, this show is interactive. We've got, uh, what's that, 48126? We've got 20 people in the live studio chat. So if you like, while we're waiting for our special mystery uh, presenter tonight, feel free to stick your hand up and have a chat not only about um, the game that was uh, played on the weekend but also the game coming up uh, on Friday night. Don't also forget, and we will be talking about this, the uh, massive final coming up for the uh, Crows uh, women's team. Um, That should be an absolute banger. And uh, the Crows have benefited from the break um, I believe in the uh, uh, due to the the COVID issues that were being experienced, so I reckon we'll be ripe and fit and ready to go on that. We've had uh, how many players did we get nominated in the All Australian squad? Um, how many was it? We had six, and I reckon there was one uh, girl that was also a bit stiff. Uh, now, who was that? Uh, that was uh, Chelsea. Chelsea Bedell, I reckon, was a bit stiff. Uh, Aaron, probably a little bit lucky to get in, I reckon. Probably a body of work selection there for Aaron uh, getting in. But a fantastic achievement by the Crows women um, to get six players into the All-Australians again. Um, just every year they keep turning up. Uh, they keep putting in... Uh, efforts that seem to be just a step ahead of the rest of the competition and uh, the club rightly is proud of their achievements so far and it looks like being a march to maybe another premiership which would just be an absolute fantastic achievement for this squad of players uh, particularly considering there's been a little bit of squad turnover and uh, some of the young players that have come through over the last couple of years are really starting to become leaders in that team and really starting to take the mantle and to share some of the load uh, with uh, Chelsea and Aaron and Ebony and a few of those other players that have been mainstays for so long. Um, right, so I need you guys to help me. Here's, a, here's uh, Mordot, sir, has kindly helped me out. So come in, mate. Whoops, what have I done here? I'll just request you. I'll just invite you there. So come on board, mate. I'm happy to have you on. Uh, how you going? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, mate, you're all good. Yeah. Well, now I can't hear you. <laughs> can, you hear, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, so basically I just wanted to raise the point that I feel like we need to bring up, like, get the media talking about 
our midfield and just how diabolical it is. Like, you can't keep playing Keys, Crouch and Sloan in the centre bounces. Like, you, you saw the round two and round one centre bounce attendances, right? It's just ridiculous, right? We need the media to start talking about that more. I know 5AA this week are talking about it a lot. Like, how can you not let Pedlar get one centre bounce like, appearance last week? Like, I know, like uh, I heard some people talking on Facebook saying, like, uh, we drafted Pedlar as a forward. But I, I'm pretty sure we drafted him as a midfielder. Like, Absolutely. Is, is anyone able to, like, confirm that he's an actual midfielder? Because like, we're not using him as a midfielder. He's a 100% midfielder. He's been recruited as a bona fide midfielder. He played midfield as junior. He's not a forward. He's been played as a, he's been picked as a midfielder. Um, and I agree with you, mate. Um, Kane Corns during the week had a little bit of a, a go at Adelaide with regards to the quality of our list. And I didn't think that was necessarily misplaced to a degree. Uh, but I agree with you. I, not enough has been made of the fact that not only are we playing uh, three uh, very mature age players, or two in particular, very mature age players in the midfield in Sloan and uh, Matty Crouch, uh, but there's no rotation. I think after Crouch, Keys and um, Harry Schoenfeld on the weekend uh, and Sloan, I think Joshua Shelley might have attended a couple. I think Geordie Dawson might have attended a couple. When you look at a team like Hawthorne, who have a very similar age profile to us, they're willing to stick their first and second year midfielders in for for multiple centre bounce attendances during the game. And they didn't lose anything out of it. Those blokes were getting clearances. I agree with you. Not only It doesn't only hurt us, mate, in my opinion, at the actual centre bounces. But it also hurts us in defensively when we're trying to cover transition and also offensively when we're trying to move the ball quickly because what we've seen in the first couple of weeks is just slow ball movement, which has just allowed the opposition to stick in behind the ball and um, uh, you know get set and just repel our attacks quite easily. So um, I 100% agree with you, mate. Yeah. I just don't understand how they can keep running with the same setup. I mean, it's so obvious to like the the hardcore fans like us. We, we're always getting burnt on the outside every single time because we have three of the same midfielders in centre bounces every single every single centre bounce. It just doesn't work. Agreed. Agreed. What, mate? Like, appreciate appreciate your insight. I will forward you back to the crowd because people okay, may thanks. have noticed. Thanks, mate. People may have noticed uh, my special special guest has arrived and it's with humble pleasure that I welcome an old friend of the podcast, Donkey Magoo. Donkey, how are you going? G'day, Fiend. How are you going? Great to be back. <laughs> yeah, no audio problems, just straight back into it like like a, a well-oiled machine. Yeah, look, I've, um, I've got, got the setup here. Um I um, have upgraded my laptop since the last time I came on, so now I've got a weird, really funny connector that's going into my microphone. So I was a little bit annoyed that I was going to get scolded for some poor connection when I first got on, but um, but uh, all seems to be going well. Happy days, dulcet tones, mate. Dulcet tones. How is it up there in the north? Uh, look, it's hot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hot, man. I sweat sweat bullets every day, but um, 
But, uh, you know, um, um, uh, at least it's not too rainy like some other parts of the country. And um, But, uh, yeah, we're going up. Now, a couple of, um, well, people might remember at the end of last year I set up a Get Fit uh, channel on uh, on Discord here and uh, then I proceeded to get COVID and then my partner conceded, uh, proceeded to get COVID and then work took over and I haven't lost a bloody ounce. Uh, there's a couple in there that have gone fantastically well, Anzac Paul in particular. Um, if people are following the Get Fit channel, Anzac Paul is just an absolute champion. Um, but, mate, you've, had some, you've done some pretty good work too over the, uh, over the last few months. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, so basically I kind of worked out that um, when COVID was coming the first time, um, that I was uh, pretty fat, pretty drunk too often and um, <laughs> and uh, not living the most healthy lifestyle, so that I probably wasn't going to make it through uh, a couple of rounds of COVID. So I um, jumped on my bike, literally, and lost about 34 kilos and to start off with. I put a couple back on now. 34 kilos. Um, but, and then, um, yeah, and I haven't been off the piss for just over a year, um, and um, uh, and giving up all nicotine. I was doing a bit of dirty vaping for a while, um, which, yeah. um, which is stupid, basically. Um, but, uh, yeah, so managed to ditch all that stuff and um, probably put another 10, 15 years on my life. So, um, um, yeah, so I was feeling pretty good. I'm trying, hoping to do a, a half Ironman um, middle of this year. So yeah. I've been training pretty hard doing on the bike and swimming and running so um yeah i'm 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 boring and my request for kale as um anyone's following us all on twitter <laughs> and my request for kale and a bit of stuff has been happy banished so it's just been nice to get back i mean i did get the package of tempe so it's good <laughs> mate look all jokes aside it's bloody inspirational. It really is. I mean, do you reckon uh, like two years ago if i'd have said to you mate why don't you go into a half marathon like you would have just about collapsed at the thought of it, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, absolutely. I um, I was not in a I was in a in a spot where um, sort of just you just live off adrenaline, um, especially when you probably drink a bit too much, like I did. You're sort of getting sort of half trashed six and a half nights a week, and then yep. um, getting about four hours sleep, going to work that was kind of high pressure, and um, yep. and just repeating the cycle. And it was you know. Not seeing my kids and not being not being a guy that I wanted to be at home. So, yep. um, inside of the two, I could either keep doing it or or um, get on with it. I did. Um, I've got a bit of a heart condition, and my doctors told me a couple of years ago. They said, uh, "Donkey, you need to um, you know lose a bit of weight and stop drinking booze." And I looked at the doctor and said, "Look, doc, so you tell me there's anything we can do?" <laughs> and uh, I laughed. Doctor didn't laugh. Anyway, <laughs> didn't, didn't laugh. happen. Sounds weird. <laughs> didn't laugh. <laughs> No, look, I won't, I won't go on about it, but I thought I'd highlight it because um, myself, I need to do exactly what you've done. And uh, I, as I said, I hit a bit of a roadblock at the beginning of the year with a few bits and pieces. Um, but um, if anyone can be an inspiration, it's you and Anzac Paul in the Get Fit channel. So uh, for those that are listening, we're going to be kicking that off again um, uh, pretty soon. And so keep an eye on that. If you want to get around it, uh, we'll be doing some, you know, very light stuff around the beach and all the, all the rest of it. It's all about helping each other, whether you're whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. It's all about helping each other getting a little bit more healthy. And I tell you what, mate, 
I just spent the last 45 minutes watching Shane Warne's um, memorial um, and what a sad loss of life that was despite uh, the memorial being you know, relatively upbeat and a bit of a celebration. And uh, yeah. there's been a few people drop off like that recently and uh, I don't want to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Look, and the thing about Shane, even though a bit late later on, and I don't know, this is this is all speculation, obviously. So if I'm completely off the mic, I apologise. But yeah. Shane obviously struggled with his body and his body image for a long time. Um, yeah. And um, and as much as he tried to pretend that he didn't care, obviously he really, really cared. And you saw that post his career. And yeah. if he wasn't doing it the right way, um, and he wasn't doing it. You know, um, wasn't doing the right way. Then your insides don't get healthier at the same time as your outside might yep. look better. So, um, and that's not a good good way to be. Um, one of the one of the big things, and if anyone listen at home, um, one of the big things that's a massive change is I still got a fair bit of tub on me because I was a pretty big fella. But um, but you lose you lose all the fat around your organs, so you just don't yeah. feel like you're constantly constantly got your head about the pop off. You know, yeah. and um, yeah. and that's. That's for me one of the big keys on on all that other stuff. The marathons and all those things are aside, but you know, not just constantly feeling like I'm about to pop at some point in time has been good. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, mate, we'll leave it there. But as I said to everyone listening and everyone that's uh, uh, listening uh, uh, on demand down the track, get in the Discord server, uh, get into the Get Fit channel, uh, look out for a couple of dates where uh, I'll be heading down to the beach for a bit of a walk or. A, make a bit of a start um you know anzac paul's put a lot of stuff in there as well so uh let's try and support each other and be as healthy as we possibly can it's not easy uh but uh as i said i don't want to be shane warn or taylor hawkins or all these other blokes that are dropping off around about my age or or uh younger that's scary shit so uh very good. All right, mate. Uh, considering we haven't spoken to you for about a thousand years, what have you? Uh, what? Just a question without notice that you were probably expecting. What are your thoughts on the rebuild in general and our start to the year being zip two? Well, how good's our midfield? <laughs> um, Inexperienced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think we just need to get. Slowing and crouch into the more centre bounce attendances. I think, and if we can do that, then uh, then things are going to take off. Nah, look, I, uh, I I'm pretty disappointed to be honest. Um, I got I got. I don't want to be. I've never wanted to be someone that's going to jump up and down and beat up a side on the rebuild and say, you know, why aren't we winning games and all that sort of stuff? And I don't care about winning games at this point in time. Um, I do care about whether we're. We've got the strands of development, as I like to put it. Are they can, I just, can I just stop um, you, yeah. Donkey? Can I just stop you? I don't know whether yeah. you're watching the stream at all, but in the chat, a person called G.I. Joe has said Nixie needs a slap, and I just think that's the most poignant uh, message uh, given Will Smith uh, slapped Chris Rock for a reference to the G.I. Joe movie. I just think that's serendipity right there. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> It's all coming back to me now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's look, right. I, <laughs> <laughs> the chaos. Um, look, I, 
Yeah, you don't want to be you don't want to be a negative Nelly for no apparent reason, and you don't want to be part of the apricot slice brigade that's just that's just cranky for the whole fact that we're not winning. Like that's not that's not where I'm at, and that's not what I'm thinking. But um, uh, what's been pointed out across lots of different social media channels, and definitely on this cast over the over the last little bit, is that you know our recruitment has been pretty terrible over a considerable number of years now. Um, mm. We have brought in first ground talent that has cemented themselves in the position we thought we were going to play them in in you know the best twenty two. You know, we've got we've got a handful of first rounders that play like second and third rounders, which um, you know, even if even if only if fifty percent of them come off, we'd have two better players right now. But yeah, we're not even yeah. at fifty percent success rate. Um, and for me, you know, there's two two parts to that coin or two sides to that coin. First side is um, are we recruiting the right people? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think, you know, that's worth looking at. The, the second bit is how what's happening to them once they're getting into our club. Like, yeah. um, you know, we're not we're not even turning the roughies, roughies, any roughies, any good or or, or into you know great players. You know, Rocky yeah. Neal was still picked at forty four. Rory Sloan was picked at fifty two or something. Like, it's not yeah. you know none of that's actually happening as well. And so I think it's a I think it's really easy to point to the first fault and say this is a recruiter's problem. And I do think that they are um, – I do think they've made some mistakes. I don't think um, Fisher McAsee should have been picked. I don't think that um, Chase Jones should have been picked. I think we should have been picking different talent at those points of time. Um, but but when once we did get them in, why have they necessarily turned into a flop? And that's – and that's – you know, that's that's something to be – needs to be looked at as well. And, and that's, that's the point. Back. That, that's the point because I agree with you. I don't think Fisher Mac was the right pick, but not because he didn't have any talent, just because I feel like we needed to pick a midfielder. Um, Chase Jones may not have been my pick, but he was rated by most clubs in the top half, do- uh, in the top dozen. So whilst <laughs> it was a surprise that we took him at six, he was certainly a first-round pick, right, rated yeah. by pretty much all the clubs. Um, and this is, I think this is what makes me lean towards there's an issue with development because if you have a look at our first-round picks over the last few years, you know, even going back to Fogg, you know, we've had Fogg, we've had Gallucci, we've had McCasey, we've had um, Chase Jones, you know, e- even Wayne Miller to a degree. You could say that he hasn't come on yep. the way that he was expected to. I yep. feel like I feel like there's an issue there that we... Hamish has been around for a long time, and yes, he's prone sometimes to speculation. Tom Diday comes to mind, but he's a good spotter of talent. If anyone that's listened to that uh, interview that we did with Hamish at the end of last season, you can tell that he knows his stuff, and he's got a broad network. Uh, and you know, for better or worse, he knows what's going on. And I, I worry about what happens to these kids once they actually reach the club. And this has happened now across, what, three coaches? Maybe even four. You could probably even think about going back to Brent Sanderson. Um, yep. There hasn't been a lot of play. Like, who's come on to the calibre of Sloan or Dangerfield or, or Tex Walker uh, in the last half a dozen years? And we've picked up plenty of players. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's why that's why I think it's the cop out look is just to look at straight at the recruiters, um, and I think that, um, and I think that we need to, um, 
and we need to have a deeper look at that development. And 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 one of the reasons why I say that on on the recruitment team is I think that they've actually picked up some fairly decent um, spare parts and turned them into reasonable players. Like yeah. um, you know your Lockie Shoals and your Hamels and your butts and a few of these other guys that are getting around that, you know, weren't coming in as high picks uh, have turned out to be reasonably good players yep. now. Yeah. Um, um, but it's why can't we get why can't we get good players to turn elite or why can't we get the elite player to start off with? And the elite player to start off with is often what number pick you've got. Um, but but you know, why can't we get get the other bits happening? The other my this is my this is more donkey speculation here, is that um, I don't think – I think we've got a cultural problem at the club that's different from our other cultural problems, and it's a cultural problem that I fear um, that we're more worried about failing than we are worried about succeeding. So if we're going to push stick a kid in, it's more about do they make mistakes or have they done anything rather than have they done anything good. And we should be looking to develop you know, the strands of goodness rather than, the, rather than just, you know, did he spray a kick? Because if we've got a team full of kids that are too scared to take the game on, then we're going to have a team full of uh, Matt Crouches and Ben Keys that run around circles or go backwards because they'd rather do that than actually try to do something and go forwards. Donk, Donk, that is such a good point. And I was so disappointed that they dropped Riley Thilthorpe because, and I highlighted this on a, a rap show after that game against Frio, and I stand by it now, that... It might have been Riley Thilthorpe that kicked that ball into the corridor at the death, but it was every senior player's problem that they didn't get around him to to settle the kid down in the heat of battle and say, kick it down the line, right? It's not Riley Thilthorpe's yeah. fault, and we've dropped him on the basis of that. Now, Matthew Nix can come out and say whatever he likes, but you don't pick your star recruit, your star forward, um, in the first round, play him and then drop him saying that he's lost confidence. If he's lost confidence, there's a problem associated with how he's being handled at the club. And I would suggest part of that problem is dropping the kid for making a mistake. Yes, it costs us a game, but who gives a shit at the moment? Games, Winning games isn't the, isn't the goal here, is it? Isn't it about no. letting, letting the kids experience the highs and the lows and learn from their mistakes? I, I, I mean, I'm in agreement with you about it's not about wins and losses, and I'm in agreement with you about um, about that's not what we should be chasing. Um, I was a bit, I was, and so I'm going to be really counterintuitive and just argue opposite of what I've just argued, which is, sure. you know, that's why I get to be on this cast. That's um, right. But why <laughs> I... That's why you got sacked. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got sacked. Yeah, because I was, I, was, I was fucking putting duck fat on my fucking kale. Um, uh, now, they, um, look, I, I was – my worry about – or not my worry, my justification for the dropping R, RT, which I thought was the wrong move at the time, but I, my justification was, you know, if, he's, if he is down and he's not feeling great, um, I don't want him to. I don't want to burn him on the MCG, where that might be the one opportunity he plays there for the next eighteen months. And if he's already feeling not great, then he's you know that's not that's going to reinforce that negative thing on the G, which you know we only get to play there once a year. So I that would be my only caveat. I didn't want the ghost of Jack Watts to to kill him. Um, but in saying that, I reckon he's played what, what thirteen games now, something like that. 
I reckon he's been pretty good for those 13 games. Like he's been, you know, not just a recruit. He's been a pretty good, um, you know, player. I reckon he has got an absolute, absolute competitive beast, mongrel nature about him. Like you could just see in a couple of those early games when Fogg was getting goals, he was like happy about it, but he also like wanted to kick more goals. You can just tell by his swagger. And we don't have enough people that have that swagger. And I just reckon, I reckon costing the game himself like he's just got a little bit too much on himself where he's, you know, he's putting that pressure on. And, I, and sometimes you just let the swelling come down. So, um, yeah. So I wouldn't, yeah. It's too hard to know what the internal was on that one on the Riley Fieldfoot one. So that's probably yeah. that's probably my only my um, my only caveat on it. But I do agree with what you're saying in terms of, you know, back the kid in and give him a go. That should be absolutely it. But if, you, but if he's cooked and a bit swollen, then I don't mind giving him a couple of weeks. Yeah, I... Okay, I, I accept um, that um, point of view, um, and you're right. We don't know what the backstory is. If there's an underlying issue, or you know, if there's a, a longer term issue, or, or you know, a, a more to it. But it to me, it just seems like a bad look to drop a kid after one game when he's made, a, you know, a, a mistake that really was just as much the fault of the senior group um, as it was him, and. I, I guess my um, where following on from that donkey, we've been told time and time again that the reason why we're picking Sloan, Crouch, etc., etc., is because you can't play a team of kids. But that's a that's a prime example. That that kick by Thilthorpe was a prime example of where you need that experience. You need yeah. someone getting and. What's the point of having experience on the field if they don't use that experience when it counts? And that was that uh, the experience failed in that in that situation, in my in my opinion. I also think that the experience is failing because I don't disagree with you regarding, you know, maybe some more cultural underlying issues. I think the underlying issues is that that was well, a bit twofold. I think we elevate our good players to a very high level within our club. I think our club is very insular with regards to how it rates its players. I don't think it does a lot of benchmarking to externals, and if it does, it seems quite simplistic. Like, you can't say, well, you know, Crouchy got 40 touches, so therefore he's as good as Patrick Cripps. You know what I mean? It's just obviously it doesn't work like that. But I, I feel like we overrate our senior players, and I think that that is partly because that partly leads to a situation where our senior players are almost demanding to play in certain positions. Now, Rory Sloan should know by his if he was critically analysing his own performance, if he was looking at his tape and he was watching himself getting burnt by Brody Grundy out of the middle and not being able to keep up, if he's if he was critically analysing his last couple of weeks. Surely he must get to the point where he, for the good of the club, he's going to say, look, you know what, I'm going to play off a half-forward flank and I might ro- rotate, you know, half a dozen times through the middle, but we need to give uh, we need to give uh, Luke Pedler a run in the middle or we need to give Sam Pedler a go. You know, to me, what what's Sloaney playing for at the moment? Why is he playing? He's not playing because he thinks he's going to get another premiership. So what, what's it? What's his purpose? What's his goal? 
Because it, to me, it doesn't look like it's to develop the younger players. Does it look that way to you? Um, well, I think you said about attendance has shown that it's not. Um, um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, and you, I think different leaders have different styles, and I think Sloney is one of those leaderships, one of those leaders that is, you know, first over the trench mm. uh, or first over the wall. And and when you're locked into that mentality, that is how you have to do all of your leadership, um, whereas we need him to be probably more of a, a Luke Hodge in his last couple of years at Hawthorne in his, in his time at Brisbane. We need exactly. a, you know, we need, a, we need a mouthy general. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, so I think Sloney is doing what he thinks he needs to do to get that done, but I just don't think it is what it is. It's not what we need. No, I don't think it is either. Um, and, and it's hindering us. I mean, the and, you know, the fact that they brought Wayne Miller back in after two and a half years or however long it was out and no pre-season games and picked him at the expense of a Braden Cook or a Lockie Gallant or a Luke Pedler or Sam Berry, to me, speaks yeah. absolute volumes. I know Matthew Nix wanted to reward him for his bloody um, recovery and all the rest of it. Gifting him a game is not how to reward him. It made him look like a dick, and now he's got to go back and play in the twos because he's clearly not up to it, you know? And that selection probably cost us the game just as much as Riley's kick into the bloody corridor did. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and look, and if you look at the Clocast as, a, as an example, like I'm, I'm pretty sure I was part of the team announcement for the last time Wayne Miller played. And, you know, you kept me off while I was chomping a bit for a few weeks and you've, you've kept me in the two. So maybe maybe have a few more conversations with the wife, a couple of one-on-ones with Macker on the radio, and, um, and now you've got me back on and look how I'm going. Yeah, and you're hungry, right? You're hungry now. Absolutely hungry. See, that's it. <laughs> but you know, I mean, all jokes aside, I, I, I've been very confused by selection. I've been very confused by the development paths of certain players. I, you know, I look at a lad like Jordan Gallucci, and I know there's tons of talk about Gallucci. But when I saw him play midfield minutes, I saw a lad that ran hard, ran straight at the ball, ran straight lines, and was able to cop, cop heat right. He was able to take physical uh, contact and he had a lot of good attributes, Jordan Gallucci, and yet how many times did we see him attend a centre bounce or play a game in the midfield? I don't think we ever did. I I, I don't understand how we have seen enough from Jordan Gallucci to drop him. Like, no, I, 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 don't, like, I just don't think that we... Like, I, 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 you know, it's done what it's done, but I was I was actually in a bit of shock when we when we ditched him. Um, um, you know, because well, I, th- well, I think yeah, he I lost think motivation, we... Donkey. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. by the and you would, you would, wouldn't you? You're a first round draft selection. You walk into a club, you, you're all ready to go, and oh, just sit in the forward pocket. And we're doing the same to Sam Berry now. Sam Berry is an absolute bull. And, you know, he might have his limitations. But in terms of being a coalface player with a bit more dynamic range than Matthew Crouch, he's exactly what we need. And yet, what do we do? We play him in the forward pocket for 20 games. 
with maybe five centre bounce attendances for the whole season. And then this year, on the back of some, you know, pretty reasonable sort of pre-season form, he's back in the twos. And who's back in? Matt Crouch. You know, the well, developing plans yeah, doesn't seem to make sense. Sorry, sorry go on. No, I was going to say, and the thing about Barry is we don't know where his ceiling is yet. Like he's like he's getting better. Like why would you why would you stick that in reverse? So, all right, the, the Barry one, the Barry ones, I think probably one of the most upsetting things I reckon is happening this year is because you know that kid played very very well. You always get one hundred percent effort out of him. Um, yep. For the most Absolutely. part, did some really great stuff. It didn't burn the ball. You know, had bits of composure. You know all the things that we ask for and crave out of you know out of a midfielder, um, and haven't seen him already. Uh, it was almost it was very much the same. Um, and I know he's not flavour of the month this year, but a couple of years ago must have been twenty twenty. I feel like Elliot Hulmerberg ran out the year at the end of the year really well. What did yes. the last four or five games? Kicked a lot of goals. Yes. Did some fucking really brilliant things. Yes. And then the start of next year, we saw fucking Billy Idol like. Like clogging up the full pocket, taking clunking some marks and spraying them out in the full. Like, what was the point? Like, what was the point? Like, if you've got if you've got game time form, it counts. Like, put it. Yeah, in. yeah, I agree. And we did we did the same with Harry Deer prior to that. And Harry Deer showed very similar qualities to Elliot Himmelberg in terms of being nimble below his feet, being a bit aggressive. Or it, Harry Deer was certainly more aggressive than Elliot. Not Elliot is obviously that he looks a bit laconic, um, but uh, I. I I don't know about that. A lot of people in the chat talking about Ronan O'Connor, and I agree. A 192-centimetre midfielder, the captain of the WA under-18 side. Now, I know, I know that doesn't that's not the be-all and end-all, but he was obviously a good player. And what did he get, two games? Got two games. And we kept Benny Davis ahead of him. We, we ditched a 192-centimetre hard-nut midfielder with pace... Who could tackle for Ben Davis? Yeah. Yeah. And we need midfielders. We we need midfielders and we keep oh another half back flanker that we've got nine hundred and forty of. So I don't know. I, I the I don't remember how Don Last time you were on, I used to bang on about. Oh, I want to see what the, I want to understand the plan, and I don't understand yeah. the plan. The plan doesn't seem to be obvious. Not only the game plan on the field. I mean, why the hell were we playing a, a slow, chippy chippy game plan against Collingwood on the MCG? Of all the bloody places where you just slow it down, you just let a team like that get behind the ball and burn you. What? Why do we roll out that that game plan? Why? It's not even suited to our current list. We don't have the we don't have the chops yeah. to be able to pull that off. Yeah, I I I had my mind turned to the coaching staff today. Um I was thinking about Nixie and whether he, you know, what's he doing in my brain I was like, mate, no, he's only started, you know, new coach, you know, get a given time. Now, I sort of had a realization. This is his third year. This is, we're in Nixie's third year, um, yep. and what what is it that we can see that's different? Like why? What, what's what's his stamp on the club? Um, Can't um, see it. Um, I don't. I don't know what it is. Um, um, yeah, uh, at the beginning of last year, maybe 
maybe I could have given you that we were taking the game on and throwing it forward and doing all those things, but that seems to have evaporated already. We already we already seem to be not, you know, yeah. playing on at all costs and and moving the ball and doing all that stuff. Like that's yeah. the that's the problem. There's no there's no real vision here. Like if we were if we were just at every opportunity moving the ball forward, putting it into contest, backing ourselves in to win the fifty fifties and being yeah. okay when we don't, then yeah. then I'd be happy because because things are things are things are happening. There's just nothing happening. Yeah, and what I'm seeing, I, I've got to be honest with you, is a lot of Brenton Sanderson's basic C ball get ball. It's all about ground ball gets. It's all about contested possession. And Collingwood have been burning us with that style of play for ages. Because and they did it again on the weekend. They just sit off. The, they don't commit as many to the ball to the contest as we do. We get sucked into the contest with three blokes going for the agate. We shuffle it out under pressure, and they've and they've just circled the the wagons around the contest, and and they're able to clear or put pressure on our clearance. You know, it's it's a simplistic way, and I understand you've got to have step one, get the ball. I get all of that, but you've got to also give the team an opportunity to win the game. And I don't feel Nick's goes on about allowing players to show their weapons, and at the moment, I just don't feel like he's allowing our players and our team to show its weapons. You know, we've got a couple of good um, kicks for goal up forward. Get it in there quick. Allow Fogarty a bit of space and a bit of opportunity to get one-on-one instead of having the ball donked on his head all the time. You know, there doesn't seem to be a desire to, to show whatever strengths we might have as a young group. And... We don't even know what our strengths are because we're not playing these kids in the right spots. Lukey Peddler, if he doesn't get 10 CBAs this week, I'd be very, very disappointed because we recruited him. This is his second season on the list. We recruited him as a midfielder, a first-round midfielder. He's got to play there. Got to play there. They're not all Josh Rochelle's, are they, Donk, that can just walk straight in and be magicians. Some of them you just need to put them in their position and let them work it out. Absolutely, absolutely, and um, the thing the thing I really liked about the Rochelle debut for me was, you know, he got his five goals by not getting lots of magic, like he was in the right spot at the right time, and yeah. and he was moving to where he needed to be, and he was kicking goals, and you know, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't Eddie Betsing from the pocket, you know, and he got he got five goals by being in the right spot at the right time and executing. You know, Jimmy Rowe in that first round got the got his got his goals by being in the right spot, at the right time, and executing. And yep. and we just we just need to back our guys to be in the right spots in the right times. And if you're never putting them in the position where they can do their best, then how are they going to do that? Like, you know, how's Pedler how's Pedler going to show that he can actually be um, a midfield gun if we don't put him in the midfield? Rochelle couldn't That's have right. kicked five goals if we played him in the back line. So That's right. um, there's so yeah, it's just yeah, it's it seems to really yeah, short sighted and counterintuitive. Yeah, and if Ped hasn't got the tank yet to run out a full game playing in the midfield, that's fine. Rotate him, but at least give him a, a more than one or two. You know, he's got to have a couple of quarter. He's got to be in amongst it. He's got to feel like he's part of it. And I think this is where you know some of the kids uh, and. You know, again, Galucci and Pahoki and that, they come to mind. 
I don't think they actually ever feel part of it because they're all they're never trusted with anything, you know. It, it'll be like, like, you know, it's like the boss getting asked a question at work and instead of teaching the bloke how to do it so he can, like, do it himself the next time, the boss says, I'll oh, just give it to me, I'll handle it for you. And the boss thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's actually not because he's not teaching the 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 employee anything, you know. What do they say about giving man a fish versus teaching man a fish? I feel like yeah, we're giving you, out a lot of fishes yeah. and we're not teaching any teaching any fishermen. Yeah. If you teach people how to fish, then they go fishing and then they're not there to play footy or something. Yeah. And, you know, you can, I don't know what it is. <laughs> if you give a man a fish, then he won't drink wine when then he eats bread or something. Yeah, anyway. Then, then, he'll, then he'll kick the footy. Give a man a fish. Yeah. And we'll play him in the twos because we don't want to play him at centre half back. Um, yeah, you can have some fish, but handball yeah, yeah. three to one. <laughs> anyway, we've done that to death. But you know, speaking of defence, that's an area where we've been forced to play kids because we lost Talia, we gave Hardigan away, we had no one else, we had to play Jordan Butts, we had to play Nick Murray, and look what's happened. They're actually a serviceable defence. Jordan Butts has have it, had an excellent last 12 months. Nick Murray has got his limitations, but he's certainly uh, a taxi agate. He's aggressive. You know, you can forgive him a couple of disposal areas because at least he's putting in and keeping blokes quiet. Now, if Daniel Talia had still been fit and available, do you reckon Nick Murray would have got a chance? No, in fact, in fact, um, uh, Jordan Butts still took two of the ends last year to have a real crack, didn't he? Or was it the year before? Year before, year before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you look at look at look at when Tails was around. You know, there's just there's just nothing going on. So yeah. Um, so um, and they've developed Jordan Butts is developing into a very good fullback. Um, and it's only because we were forced to give him an opportunity because we basically had no one else to play there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh. Go on, mate. Well, I was going to say for for its for the for the decade that we've had, you know, our, our defence has always been pretty good. I reckon, but we've always yeah, managed to. So. Um, unfortunately, I think it might be because they've had so much practice. But um, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, our defence has always been good. We've always been able to bring people in, and and whatever we're doing in development down the back has been working. And you know, the, the amount of midfielders that haven't worked to go down back, and they learn how to kick the ball. What you know, Malera, Malera basically just paved the way that Chase Jones is you know going yeah. down at the moment, and yeah. that's all good and well. But we need some of them to actually become midfielders again. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's finally time for Brody Smith to, you know, crack it back in the centre. No. No, it's never no, a centre. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, it, it's. I think there's a problem with development. I also think there's a problem with selection. Um, and it's possible that we got a couple wrong. So I think there's a bit of column A and a bit of column B in terms of our original question, Dong, whether it's recruiting mm-hmm. or development, probably a bit of both. But I still reckon there's probably players that we that slipped through the cracks that could have been good players for us had we um, actually given them the opportunity and, and developed them appropriately. Yeah. 
Yeah, all that said, that all that means is that we've we've still got a way to go in our rebuild. I mean, when yeah, you look at our list, of, yeah. I mean, mate, if you look at our list, how how many, and not everyone can be a star, but how many in our current uh, top fifteen players on our in our squad do you rate as premiership contending players? Yeah. Um. Probably not a whole heap. Um, I was, uh, I think the first part that we're missing is we don't have our Ferrari engines. Like, who is who's our Christian Protractors and our Clay yeah. Olivers? And, uh, um, like, I don't know that we've got a midfielder that's as good as Jack Viney and he's the third, you know, in the, in a premiership team. Yeah. Um, you know, or, yeah, look across the other side of the coin, you know, who's our Jack McRae, Josh Dunkley, Tony, um, Tim Vore. Uh, Tom Libertore, who, who are our guys that are those guys? Those real, you know, those those extra, those extra guys. And I just mm. don't think we've got someone that someone that breaks the game open the way that they do yet. Um, yeah. You know, is that Josh Rochelle? Like, is he our put next tracker? Like, oh, you know, yeah. that'd be great. We'll have to play some time in the mid to see. We'll actually have to see him in the midfield to do that. Yep. Um, I think we need to have a real question about whether Riley O'Brien is our ruck option going forward, you know. 100%. Uh, um, um, I just don't think. Um, I just don't think he is. Um, I think he tried really hard, and I thought that there was a little bit coming on. But you know, um, he can't kick, um, and he just—he's not that modern ruckman that that you know we'd like him to be. Um, he's done some things really well, but um, I th- it looks like his output's dropped off a, a fair bit. Um, in the last few games that I've seen him play, he's not getting around as much as he used to. He's not taking the same marks that he would make. He was taking a little bit earlier on. Um, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we need to bring in Strawn. Um, then, if you move down the list, I think you know Keys is you know playing his ass off and doing things. So I'm not going to say anything bad about him, but if he shouldn't be our number one midfielder, and he shouldn't That's be winning right. golden jackets, yeah, um, and he'll um, win too, as after having been. Delisted from another club, he'll win two golden jackets with us at least. Yeah, yeah. What does that say? Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I. Yeah, it's it's just it, it's boggling. Now, I mean, he might have been saying, you know, he's grabbed an opportunity with both hands and he's done it and he's doing all the right things. So that's why. Yeah. It's, um, that's why it's you know you don't want to be too. Uh, you don't want to be too um, scathing of the way you talk about him, but. But at the end of the day, you know what what he actually does. It's not. It's not. That's not the prime mover role that you need. Um, no. And then if you look through, if you look through, Sloan is too old. I would. You know they yeah. they retired. They retired. What was the Nate Jones? They retired him at Melbourne. Yeah. So yeah. You, you know he probably wouldn't get a kick. Um, Matt Crouch would probably, you know, probably be the other player premiership side. Um, um, I think that Matt. I think Matt Crouch is um, a weird one. I think that Matt Crouch is like a a big cog on your bike, and so if you ever try to ride your bike from start from scratch on your big cog, it's really really hard because the cog hardly moves. Um, you put that cog, you put that cog on while you're moving at pace, and, and then it's really effective. And I think that Matt Crouch is a cog that plays under uh, plays in a good midfield, moving at pace really well. That is just best. Got that control when he gets the ball. And, yeah, at his best. So, yeah, yeah. I just think that's how Harry needs to play. I think in a midfield where there's not a heap of options, um, he's 
you know, he's been oh, – I watched him, it must have been against the Frio game that really stuck out to me. There was a centre bounce, Matt Crouch gets it, and he's being chased. So he just handballs it a metre, half a metre away from himself into Riley O'Brien, who then has to turn around and do a hurry kick out of the uh, yeah. out of the centre. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the midfielder, mate. That's your responsibility. You've got to exactly. do something with it. Like, And it was just, uh, you know, I'd rather see him carry the ball, try to do something, get tackled, than not try – than just, you know, literally just take a rebound and, and, and hand it off. So – yeah, it's uh, it's it's yeah. I I know he's copping a lot of heat at the moment. I think that he's probably our best trade bait. I reckon he'll pick up some. I reckon we'd still get some decent value for him, and I reckon we could probably retool him and help our if rebuild he stays, faster. But that's, yeah, if he stays fit, um, the problem with Crouchy yeah. is that when he's when he's not running right on top of the ground, and the only year that I've seen him run on top of the ground is twenty seventeen. Uh, but when he's not, he. He goes from being a, a playmaker to a hot potato handler. So, like you said, he'll handball yeah. to whoever's near him. It doesn't matter whether they're in trouble or whatever. Just get it, make it someone else's problem. Um, Crouch is at his best. is creative. He can he can uh, set up plays. He he's uh, when he passes forward, he can actually be quite creative. But we don't, we haven't seen a lot of that, Matt Crouch. Unfortunately, we've seen a lot of backwards handball, a lot of hot potato handball, a lot of um, disposal counts that have been very skewed towards handball, not enough kicking, certainly not enough forward movement. He rarely breaks 200 metres gained, which for a midfielder is is ridiculous. And we get no defensive pressure from him. You know, and uh, for all his benefits... Despite other opinions, we do want, we do want midfielders to tackle. We do want that a lot. <laughs> Please tackle. If you're a midfielder listening, can you please tackle? Don't listen to Nikki on that one. I don't know where that came from. And uh, (laughs) I think she just got a little bit carried away with what she was talking about. Tackle. uh, Tackle. Please tackle. Please tackle. That's fundamental tackle, for God's sake. (laughs) Um, But anyway, look. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I got uh, I got a, a, an excellent post on Big Footy during the week, uh, saying that uh, we're uh, being a bit impatient on this cast, and that the rebuild is going to take longer, and we're never going to beat Collingwood at the G and our record, and yada yada yada. And that's and I'd take all that on board. I'm not actually, I'm not negative about the kids that we've got coming through because I think they've all shown glimpses and they've all shown bits and pieces of what they can do, and I think we've got quite a good young group at the moment the problem is they're not being allowed to actually shine i don't think they're being being given the opportunity so certainly on this cast for me the criticisms at the moment are about selection and are about the lack of performance of the senior players and the senior players taking positions that maybe they should relinquish that's probably my biggest beef at the moment yeah, I'd I'd yeah, rather see I, twenty games of I'd rather see twenty games of Schoenberg, Pedler, and Barry in the guards, in the knowledge that at the end of the season we will know exactly where we sit with Schoenberg, Barry, and Pedler. I don't give a rat's ass about Rory Sloan. He's not in our next Premiership side, so I don't need to see any more of Rory. I need to see more of Harry. I need to see more of Sam Barry. I see, need to see more of Luke Pedler. You know these lads. They're the blokes that we need to see. And it'll be the same when Tex comes back. He'll come straight back in at probably the expense of Lockie Gallant. 
I don't need to see Tex. Yeah, you know, I need to see Lockie Gordon. Well, yeah. No, Kevin, on. Kevin, I was thinking about Tex a little bit the other day or this morning. And the thing about Tex is, you know, in the in his recent playing history, I've seen Tex play excellent and be elite on the ground. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Um I haven't seen that from Rory Sloan for a long time. Um, no, that's right. I in fact I there's a part of me, and this might be being very uh, negative, but you know, Rory Sloan got tagged halfway through twenty seventeen. Um and 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 I reckon he has been I don't know what game it was, I reckon it might have been the secured game in the middle of twenty seventeen and he got tagged and he got tagged every week after that. And I reckon he just has never we've never seen what he was before that again. Like we just haven't seen him dominate a field. The other game it could have been is when he got knocked out on the ground in Darwin, sort of yeah. right in front of me. Um, um I just don't know that he's played he hasn't he hasn't been the same Rory Sloan since. Yeah, well, I mean, he had foot problems. Uh, I, look, I maintain, uh, Don, that Rory was an excellent Robin to Patrick's Batman. I think the two in, yep. in tandem complemented each other beautifully. Uh, we had Danger's inside grunt. We had Rory on the outside, you know, running the wings and gut running and all the rest of it. And I feel like when Pat left and Rory was left to pick up the pieces of the midfield, um I just don't think it, maybe it actually showed why he went at pick 62 or whenever it was. You know, maybe that was the yeah. knock, you know. Uh, and, look, uh, Sloaney's been an excellent servant of the club. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't um, wouldn't knock that at all. But I think as a senior player, if you love your club and, and, you're, and you're caring about your teammates and you're being selfless, which is what the culture is supposed to be promoting down there, if you're being selfless, then you watch your tapes and you think, you know what, I've lost a yard. You know, I still reckon I can play at this level, but I can't play. I can't play as a first rotation midfielder anymore. I need to. I need is, to have a chat with that, Nixie about it. Yeah, I, I just want to. Uh, played in the, played in the loose. Said, yeah, go on. Let's talk about whether you, whether you drop sliding. I don't necessarily want to drop sliding. I just don't want him being, you know, I don't want us pretending he's the midfield ball that he is anymore. I yeah. want Sloney to go sit on the half-forward flank and, you know, use his running to where it's a weapon and yeah. make himself a dangerous target up forward because he can actually stop the goals when he takes the marks and he's, yeah. he's worth looking after. Like, he's actually probably the perfect fit to take over the Lynchy role. Lynchy's role, 100%. Like he's got a, he's got a place. He's got something to do on the team. That, that but that place isn't taking centre bounce attendances away from the the next group of guys that are going to try to lead us to a premiership. Like yeah. I want Luke Pedler to be standing on the dais at the end of September holding a cup one day, and he's not going to do that. And the longer we delay his development, the longer it's going to take for him to do that. Well, and the more and the more likely that Luke won't make it because he just won't have the opportunities. There's a few people, a couple of comments that I noticed on the chat. Um, Blade said, uh, "Be a bad look dropping the captain." Well, GWS had no trouble dropping Coniglio when he was out of nick, so I don't think there's a problem with that. Um, a few people are saying, you know, is it a big ask for a player to think like that? Well, maybe it is, but that's where the coach has got to have some agates. And this is getting back to my point about. Uh, a cultural thing at Adelaide Football Club, overrating our senior players and and you know elevating them, putting them up on a pedestal instead of uh, critically analysing their performance and and selecting without emotion. 
which I don't think we're good at. Um, so, yeah, maybe it is a big ask for a player to put up his hand and say, you know what, I can't play there anymore. But that's what the coach's job is, to sit down with Sloney and go through the tapes and go, Rory, what do you reckon? You know, maybe it's time to slip back to a second rotation and we'll run your half-forward flank for a few weeks see how you go. Yeah, and he's going to look like a jet. Like, he's going to look like an absolute jet doing it. Mm-hmm. Not anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, look, I reckon we've probably done that to death. Um, I want to look forward, but before oh, yeah. I do, I want to remind people that are in the chat and listening in, if you're on Discord and you want those tickets for Friday night, I don't reckon I've got many entrants at the moment. Uh, Donkey, how many have I got? Where's the tickets channel? You have six. I've got one. Razor can't. Razor, get out. Uh, so Razor can't enter because he's in bloody America, you idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we love we love Rosa. The other thing is, Nikki and other people, can you not chat in that channel? Can you just put your bloody comment in and not chat in it, please? Just one chat. Fadi, shut up to. Look at the mentality of the people that listen to us, Donkey. The people, yeah, that, well, the people that listen to us. So at the moment, I've look, got four entries. Serious? Yeah, there's right. serious questions about Vardy Magic for a long time. Oh, they've been asked for a long time. Asked for a long time. Um, and rightly so, too. Uh, plenty of opportunities <laughs> to get on the chat, Vardy Magic, and never taken it up once. Do you know that? Never actually come on yeah. and had his say. Doesn't mind, sniping oh, from the cheat seats. Doesn't, doesn't mind sniping from the cheat seats on Twitter, Donkey, does he? No, nah, he loves it. But what, what I haven't told you before is Vardy Magic is actually a, a really complicated Russian chat pop that I've invented. So um, he's uh, not actually a real person. I, you know what? I reckon it's I reckon it's a double negative. He, he got, he's got on his profile not the real Vardy, Peter Vardy. Maybe it is the real yeah. Peter Vardy. Yeah, and you know what the funny on, thing about that is? You know, the, if, even if it was the real Peter Vardy, I wouldn't recognise his voice anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't have a bloody clue. Unless he did a bloody cartwheel in the forward pocket, I wouldn't know whether it's Peter Vardy or not. Yeah, anyway, big dog. all right, so, so look, you've got probably about 10 minutes to get uh, your name into that chat. Um, uh, so please, just put your bloody comment in. Don't chat in there, Nikki. Thank you and others. And uh, I'll uh, I'll pull the rabbit out of the hat at about, what time is it now? 9.33, probably about 9.45, I reckon. So let's talk about the showdown, mate, because uh, zip two for both of us, and we're actually sitting above uh, the Marnie Pair at the moment, and uh, they've got some troubles up forward. Um, yeah, we're going to win. Right. That's my, that's my gut. That's my gut feeling. We're going to win. Um um, and I'm not sure what I've got to back that up in any sort of rational terms, except that I feel it. I I think that um, showdowns are always weird. You yes, know, weird they results are. And, and funny yep. to go around anyway. Um, 100%. I think that I think that we've got a bunch of kids that you know don't know any better. Um, they don't know that they're supposed to keep losing, so you know, they're just going to go in and give it give it a hoot. And if we put them in, then we're given the opportunity to do that. Um, I think that we've got a bunch of older blokes um, um, that um, once they get pumped up by a bit of a yelling crowd or will swell to remember some of the days gone by. Um, yep. 
I I also think that Port, I think Port will take us a bit soft this week. I think they will be uh, like, and I've seen Nicky say they always look for showdowns. It's true they will look for a showdown, but there will just be a bit of a they'll lift and want to cream us, but you know they won't think much of us, uh, and they'll just think this is in the bag. Um, yeah. Um, um. So I just think there is a there is a whole lot. There's a whole lot of um, uh, of magical karma things that could be just coming in our favour, and I reckon if we can kick straight, yes, I, I put a asterisk. If we can fucking kick straight, yes, um, then Jimmy Rowe. in the first half, yeah, yes, please. Uh, then we will be, then we will, um, and then we'll be fine. Um, I yeah, I just uh, I I don't know. I'm feeling good about it for some reason. Feeling good, so we, I was feeling pretty bad about the prize game. I picked. Yeah. I, I, I thought we were going to get flogged, and we got flogged. Because um, I thought we were going to. So anyway, come. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, look, I, we have a couple of players in our team that I reckon love the Adelaide Oval atmosphere, and uh, amongst them is young Josh Shelley. Loves the atmosphere. Already gone the high five in the crowd. Um, after a goal, and uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, yeah. there's, there's no actual reason why, I, why I think this donkey. But I'm with you. I'm actually with yeah. you. I think we, you know, particularly if we get a little bit dangerous in the midfield, if they go with the same, like Sloney might be out, uh, but Lady will be in. So I don't know. Probably a, probably a win. Letty's probably a little bit more worthwhile. Letty will get more of the agate than Sloaney. So um, yeah. uh, that's a win. I, they're giving Sloaney every chance to come up. Of course they will. Um, but uh, probably do with a week off, I reckon, with that adductor and uh, Letty to come back in. So that's one change. Um, do you reckon Riley comes in for Elliot? It, Riley showed nothing in the twos last week. But Elliot, uh, Elliot, I, Elliot I, wasn't I, as I, bad as what people thought he was last week. He wasn't great, but I'm telling you, he wasn't great. But he had 12 touches, took a couple of marks, should have kicked a couple of goals. It probably didn't work hard enough, but he wasn't as bad as what people thought. That's my opinion. I reckon, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> Firewalker's just, just absolutely. If Firewalk, if I was on the stage at the Grammys, Firewalker just would have walked up and bitch slapped me. And said, "Get, get my, and get, get my Himmelberg out of his mouth or something. I don't know. Whatever Will Smith said, Firewalk has absolutely destroyed me right there. Anyway, go on. Yeah, uh, I reckon. Um, yeah, I reckon I'd bring Riley Thielfield back in. Um, I think that I think this is the sort of game that he's been getting ready to play in his brain since he was a little kid. Um, I reckon he <laughs> wants to be." Good on the big stage, I yeah. reckon. Uh, I like. I reckon the Berg. I reckon you're right. The Berg might not have been as bad in um, in round two as he was in round one. But um, I I I just don't know why. Uh, I just don't know why you 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 wouldn't you wouldn't make that change. It seems like a very simple and easy one. Um, you don't need to be protecting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know what? I reckon ninety percent of the crowd would rather see Riley play than 
Elliot Himmelberg. Um, yes, I agree. Um, I'm just not sure how. I'm not sure how big Elliot Himmelberg's fa- uh, family is, so maybe it's not quite 10 percent there. But um, I reckon everyone would want to see Roy Philthorpe play. Why wouldn't you put the guy in that you want your cloud to play? Like, that's just we want to Agreed. see the kids play. I want to see Riley Philthorpe clunking goals. I want to see Fog kicking him from 60 out through the middle, and I want to see Joshua Shelley like absolutely carving up Port and Port going, "Oh my God, what are we going to do for the next 20 years against this guy?" Yeah. Yes, correct, correct. Agree. And then I want Dersmer and Butters to go, oh, that's right, we're not actually that good at footy. That's, it. that's right. That's fantastic. But... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, dear. Butters um, wasn't fantastic at football. But he had... Yeah. Uh, just a shout-out. Don't forget, put your name in the channel if you want a ticket. Uh, if you want to have a chat, now's the time to put up your hand. We've got a couple of minutes. Dom, I'm with you. I reckon uh, all those things could happen. Um, I don't reckon Port are that good. I reckon their forward line is atrocious. They're starting to suffer from a couple of blokes aging. Uh, Robbie Gray, I don't even think, is going to play. Um, their defence is okay. It's solid, I guess. Um, but uh, a lot will depend on whether our young lads can step up. And I just reckon there's a bit of... You know, when I chat to the young fellas that I've chatted to on, on interviews and that, and they all say the same thing, they want to take ownership of the club. And these are the sorts of games that they should be handed the keys and gone, you know what, there you go. Let, let's win this thing with the young kids. You know, Rory, you go yep. and sit on a half-forward flank. You know, let's let Harry and yep. Luke and a few others take this by the scruff of the neck. Yep. All right. Um, and and you, can, you can imagine that, you know, Harry Schoenberg, you know, Luke Pedler, Braden Cook, you know, uh, and Riley, you know, all South Australian boys grown up here, know how big showdown is every time and they just want to, they want to be part of that. They want to show what we've got. Um, 100%. Something I haven't rabbit on about yet tonight is Harry Schoenberg. Um, I know there's a lot of people um, on his back at the moment, but I absolutely love this kid. And I know he's sprayed the ball a few times and he's done a few things. And, like, you know what? I fucking have really bad days at work a lot too. Like I just have a couple of bad, and he's had a couple of bad ones in a row, but he put in such good footy over such a long amount of time for a young kid. Everyone needs just to back the fuck up and go, hey, this kid's a gun and we're going to get around him and he's going to give us another 20 years of fucking excellence. So well, everyone just still, needs to relax on the showy. I still think he's going to win a Brownlow medal, Don. I've called that from his first yeah. season. I reckon he's an absolute yeah. beauty, and I agree with you. People are so quick to jump off these kids, and so they scream yeah. to have the kids play, and then the kids make a few mistakes, and they're like, oh, he can't play, can't play. What the hell are you talking about? The kid has showed enough yeah. to that you know Absolutely. he can play. He, You know he can play. That, that's no longer a question now. Now it's a question of development yeah. and putting games into him. Yeah, and I would put I'd put Lockie Shoal on that same boat. We know yep. that Lockie Shoal can play. Like Great. he ran out of battery midway through last year. Nothing else. Um, yep. I even think Hamill can play. He just keeps knocking himself out, which is a problem. Yeah, he's a bit um, worried. You know, yeah, Lockie's like he can play the game though. And, yes, he can. You know, play and the there's game. been enough out. But there's too many of our people haven't been able to play the game. So yep. let's just pick him. We're going to go up and down. It's yep. going to be fine. You know, um, yeah, and and. Just want to put my love for Harry out there, just in case you're listening, Harry. I'm assuming um, that you are. Um, fucking get there, touch it, fight it, kick three goals, and take home the um, showdown medal. That would be good to see. And we've got look. You know, it's a good point you make because Lockie Gallant, 
there's no doubt he can play. Tacks the ball in the air. Uh, Braden Cook, he's got tricks. No doubt he can play. We've just got to play these kids now. Just play them. Yeah. Anyway, so two, uh, two for uh, the Crows. And just to back up how, um, how uh, insightful we are, um, Don, I, I'm just going to show you the rankings for the Crowcast tipping competition after two rounds. Um, oh, yeah. And I'll just, um, I'll just find me, uh, no, uh, no. Uh, no, I've got to load more. Um, no. Oh, there I am. <laughs> oh, two rounds of four. Ranked 63rd oh, in the good. comp. People of the likes you've got, of... You've gotten heaps better since I was here last. Yeah, I know. I haven't even bothered bloody entering fantasy. Don't worry about that. I've got people like Razor Ray above me. Uh, and no oh. disrespect to Razor Ray, but he's not a good judge. Not the best of times. Yeah. So anyway, just uh, just looking at the top few. Uh, Y2, I don't even know what that is. Damien uh, scored eight last week. So he's had an eight and a seven, Damien. Sitting well clear on 15. Um, and I think my phone's just run out of batteries. So... Um, I might have to make you talk for a second while I go and plug it in, Donkey. Uh, but I'll just run through these and then I'll make you talk for a minute. Um, uh, Hudson's on uh, 12, along with About Time on 12, Brighton, Elvis, Collingwood. We've got a bunch on 12. But, uh, yeah, Damien P, three in front after two rounds. That's not a bad start, mate, is it? No, that's fantastic. All right, so what I'm going to do, I'm just going to switch my camera off the screen for a minute. And I'm going to just let you talk a little bit more about the showdown for a couple of seconds while I go and get the cord from my camera so people aren't looking at a frozen me. And go. All right. All right, well, so nothing like um, being back in the frying pan um, or being back in the fire after this. No, I haven't quite prepared a monologue for the um, showdown, but I'll I'll um, rub it on for as long long as I can. Uh, Race is getting me to fire up. It doesn't happen that that easily, but maybe it can. Uh, look, I am very pumped for the showdown, guys. I'm very excited about it. Um, I, for some reason, something is just sort of riding away in my guts that tells me that we are going to come away from a win here. I felt like we are a very frustrated um, side over the last couple of weeks. I feel like uh, that second half against Fremantle just showed us what footy we have inside of us when we want to play is there. And it was just running out of battery just in the just in the um it's the end of that game. I feel for Riley feel for for um the couple little muck ups he did quite at the end there, but we had the cattle on the park that should have taken that away. And even for different stretches against Collingwood, even though we got pumped in the end, um uh, I think there was some really good patches of football and if we'd actually bothered to kick goals instead of points um, then it would have been a really, really, really different game again. Um, Port, as a club, are cooked as far as I'm concerned. They're not going to win a premiership under Ken. They are they are flopping around like a barrel on a boat ramp at the moment. They are absolutely um, behind the eight ball in terms of their forward line. I haven't watched a lot of them play. In fact, I didn't watch um, um, the second game. 
Speaking about the Hawks, we're going to go down, uh, and they got absolutely pumped by those guys in the brown and gold. So, uh, are Port there? No, I don't think they are. Um, hopefully, can on. get signs another. Signs that you are. Let's let's hear from the listeners. They had to put up with my dribble, but I reckon that Ken Hinkley needs another. <laughs> Ken Hinkley needs a uh, uh, contract extension <laughs> coming in this week. <laughs> Oh, my God, that was sensational uh, as I just uh, <laughs> plug in my camera again. All right, look, uh, while I'm waiting for this, let's do the draw for the um, for the tickets. Now, who have I got in? As If you haven't got your bloody entry in now, then forget about it. So we have three people in here, Radicus, Animal, Steamboat. Nikki Hassel, were you in here or are you not going to be in here now? Speak up on chat. Because you were in here before and now you're gone. Yeah, all right, so you're not coming? All right, if anyone wants a, to, a chance to win tickets to the showdown, you've got 30 seconds to win uh, to get into the tickets channel. Put, your, put a comment in so I've got your name. Because I'm just about to draw it. So Andalus, if you want a if you want a ticket, put your name in the tickets channel. Real quick. Dude, you don't have to write How word piece. Just just put it there we go. Hey? How good is giving away tickets to the showdown, Fiend? It's fantastic. Um yeah, it is very good. It's very good. Um, we have uh, a nice supporter that uh, has helped us with that, uh, which is fantastic. All right, so I have... Oh, Scoot, are you coming in? Why are you working oh, that Oh, Scoot, get it, for listening. God's sake. Don't chat in that channel, for God's sakes. Scoot, if you chat that channel, I'm going to ban you for 24 hours. If you type anything other than I want to... There, there you go. Let's get him off. (laughs) All right. So I've got four people. I've got Radicus, I've got Animal, I've got Steamboat, and I've got Andalus. That means that I've got... uh, You've got a one in four chance. On the screen, let me just just do this. I think think it's 25%, Fee, 25% chance. Whatever. On the screen, you can see that I've got a random number generator. All right. So Radicus is one, Animal is two, Steamboat is three, Andalus is four. I'll just change the max to four. And drum roll, here we go. And it's number two, which is Animal. Number two is Animal. You've won the double general admission pass to the footy. Congratulations. Uh, commiserations to those yeah. other people, but as we all know, we are giving away tickets every home gra- every home game this year. John. Wow! So they'll have more. That's chances. incredible. Every home game. That's incredible. Getting well, yeah. not bad, is it? Well, if there's still only four people that enter every week, and there's thirteen home games, you've got a chance for the Crowcast to send you along to three games a year. Correct. Just on just on base percentages. Correct. All right. So, uh, Animal, I will um, get in touch with you on DMs in uh, Discord, so watch the messages there, 
and uh, we'll work out how to get those tickets to you before Friday night. So congratulations to Animal. Thanks to everyone who enters and make sure that you spread the word. I'm just restarting my bloody camera. Talk, 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 talk for a minute. Things happen, and we really like football here on the Crowcast, and that's why we go for the Crows. Yay, Crows. You ready yet? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I do love football, and that's why I liked 1998 Premiership the most. Did you Um, like 98 more than 97? uh, Yeah, because fuck the kangaroos. No, I don't know. I don't know. 97, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because 97 is the first one, so it's obviously the special. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, I've done a couple of things in my life that were inaugural, and, you know, they were the first, and it was great. But, you know, I've gotten a lot better at them since. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 we took out one carry in the second one. I'm almost inclined to run a poll, and Pete will be horrified by me saying this, but I'm almost inclined to run a poll saying, do people want Pete back next week? <laughs> because I'll tell you what, Donk, you've just come in and gone bang, and uh, you're a bit of a crowd favourite early on. Uh, yeah, look, look I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a... I'm a Christian protracted type midfielder. I'm really good for the first five or six. Then I fucking have to have to go have a nap after a while. So, the first, so the first like, player. Yeah. yeah. I'm an impact player. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I reckon my camera might be working again now. Let me just have a look. No. Uh, yeah, I know. It's disappointing for a lot of people. Here we go. I was about to go. say, you want, if you want to start checking data, you should check in the drop-off rate once you turn it back on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Get stuffed. <laughs> All right. Um, I reckon I can't think of anything well, else. Ahsoka is um, choosing, right? No, but Ahsoka just mentioned Nick Davis is the super sub. I just want to point out it's Nick Davis's birthday. Uh, I've got a really good mate as a Geelong supporter, so I just like reminding him of lots of Nick Davis things. So it is Nick Davis's oh, yeah. birthday. Wasn't that, just a, wasn't that just a game too? Bloody hell. That's amazing, yeah. that game. Yeah. Donkey, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on tonight, mate. Um, it's been far too no long. I know we've been chatting sort of in in Twitter DMs and all the rest of it, but to have you on at such short notice, I uh, really appreciate you um, coming in and, and filling in for Peter, who couldn't be with us. Um, really glad to see yeah. that you're going well up there and uh, the lovely wife is keeping you on track. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming back. I'm sorry to um, uh, all those that uh, miss hearing me. I'm actually quite busy and a fair bit of crap going on in my life. But today um, today just worked out. And even then, I was still running through the door to get here. But um, I've uh, loved every minute of it and um, having a chat with you guys. I've uh, I've been in the chat a couple of times now, just chopping it a bit, wanting to get on and, and yell at Macca and a few other things. So uh, it's been good to, good to buy off some rust tonight. Beautiful. Now, we've just got Animal on here. So, uh, Animal, winner of the tickets. Hey, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes, mate. Yeah, sweet. Hey, uh, I just want to say thank, thank you very much and to whoever's donated those tickets. Thanks for, the, thanks for them as well. Beautiful, mate. I'll you're much welcome. Um, I'll get in touch with you on a, in a private message in Discord how to get them to you um, over the next 24 awesome. hours, Thanks. mate. Good on you. Uh, Lonely Ashoka in the uh, 
What's that? Uh, Taking a little late with me. Last time uh, I took him to the footy a while ago. And you know how it is with, with the younger kids. They get a bit bored after a while. They do. But uh, eventually, uh, after a bag of lollies, he's sort of found his voice hanging out with the cheer squad. <laughs> sort of <laughs> a little bit. And then he, he, he liked the footy after that. So Fantastic. All right. Yeah, good on, good on you, mate. How's that's the drumming great. going? Yeah, yeah, getting back into it now. Starting to actually book some gigs, which is great. Anything the, uh, you want to promote? And, uh, mate, it's, most of my shows are weddings and, you know. By mitzvahs? Um, and whatever else is paying the best money. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's starting to take some booking now, which is great because of the restrictions. Ah, lifting, good stuff. So. Fantastic. And some money right, again. <laughs> Very good. We'll look out for a message from me. We'll get those tickets to you. Thanks for uh, being a long time listener, mate. Yeah, thanks very much, Phoenix. Cheers. Cheers. Mate, I reckon that's a pretty good note All to right. finish up on. So thanks to everyone for joining us on YouTube and on Discord tonight. It's been very lively. Donk, as I said, it's been fantastic to have you on. Um, Peter will be back next week unless uh, the poll on Twitter that I'm just about to post says otherwise. <laughs> Um, if you want to support the cast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash AFL Crowcast. Every dollar that's chucked our way is greatly appreciated. Um, and until Friday night, take care. Don't forget the game day chat will be very, very lively on Friday night. So if you're not going to the game, or even if you are, uh, hook into the Discord channel, go to the live stadium chat channel, and it will be going off, I'm sure. Mate, all the best to your family. Thanks again, yeah, and uh, we'll uh, catch you again another time. Yeah, mate, I'm about to go home and sip an icy cold can of Coke. Sorry, yeah. someone wanted me to say that. Okay. <laughs> See ya. Bye. See ya.